Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Paul Kristen, Vice President of Pre-Construction at KCS West. How you doing today, Paul? Doing very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Appreciate you spending some time with us. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and about KCS West. Well, um, I'm a middle-aged man uh, working in a uh, general construction company, general contractor. Um, I'm married with uh, six daughters, if you can believe it. Good Lord, and you still have hair. How did you not pull it all out? <laughs> not as much as I used to, and there's a lot more gray now, that's for sure. Um, I've been working in construction really most of my life, uh, started very young as a little kid working on my dad's construction sites, went to engineering school, UC Davis. That was about 30 years ago and been working for general contractors, uh, basically ever since. Excellent. And tell us a little bit about KCS West. So KCS West is a general building contractor. We, we basically say that we're a vertical builder. We don't build highways and bridges and things. Uh, we build buildings anywhere from uh you know one story to a hundred uh and we are the uh western uh united state subsidiary for kojima international and kojima usa so kojima international is a something on the order of 18 billion dollar a year revenue company and uh, kojima usa is a two billion dollar part of that and we are a part of uh, Kajimi USA, along with some other general contractors spread across the United States. If I understand correctly, Kajima is not only the oldest and largest uh, construction company in Japan, but it was founded in 1840. Is that correct? That's the numbers that I have, essentially, that we're nearly uh, two centuries old. And uh, in, in California... Kojima's had a presence in Los Angeles metro area for nearly 60 years. That's an incredible level of fortitude. You know, I mean, nearly 200 years, that's kind of unheard of. Yeah, it is. So tell me what sort of verticals you service. I know <laughs> we talked about you you uh, building oh, vertically. Uh, sorry for the pun. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, we work with uh, real estate developers primarily. That's our, uh, that's our niche. Basically we don't do a lot of public work, uh, city county work. Um, most of our work is with, uh, people that have bought land or are buying land and seek to put, uh, the, you know, the highest and best use of that land on that property. Um, sometimes they are fighting against, uh, zoning. Sometimes they're going along with zoning, uh, to get their projects entitled. Along that way, we work with uh, uh, construction financing companies that, um, you know, actually provide the money for the projects. We work with designers, architects, uh, civil engineers, structural engineers, and all the plethora of other uh, specialty engineers that work with those. And uh, we also, of course, work with public entities such as the uh, city of LA, city and county of LA, and the other cities around. We um, work with them on a daily basis on our projects. We also, uh, while we're in the planning stages of product projects, we are also working with them and 
working through issues to uh, make projects a reality. I imagine here in California, the level of compliance you have to deal with is immense given the seismic activity in our state and things like that. Again, I would think Kojima is uniquely qualified uh, being stationed there in, in Japan, which is among the most seismically active places on earth to have that sort of expertise. Aside from that, what, what are some of the, the common problems you're solving for clients here in California? Well, um, usually the biggest problem is um, they get very excited for beautiful design and the uh, costs of the industry to actually build these projects uh, often does not match. Well, it will match the cost of the design, but it won't match uh, what they can actually um, rent the property for or sell the property for. So uh, it's a balance between making something that fits the designer's vision with something that fits the owner's wallet. And sometimes that bridge has a sag in it. Sometimes it is a beautiful arch. Um, but we work, we try and work very early on on these projects, even when they're uh, the proverbial napkin um, to advise the owner uh, on what projects of their type uh, are are worth and will be worth uh, in terms of the cost. That is what they're worth. That's that's for them to figure out. But what the cost is is uh, our our job to figure out. So we use projects that we're already building. We use. Uh, cost indices of the of the industry to uh, apply those to various parts of the job. And we have to take a, a building, which is just a building doesn't just get poured out of a bucket. You know, there's 50 or 60 different trades. And by trades, I mean, you know, your concrete and your rebar and your electrician framing, so on and so forth. And they all come together in the, in our estimates and then out on the project. And it's our job to figure that all out in pre-construction, which is what I had. And then our company, I, I kind of hand it off gingerly to the people in the field and they take off and they build the project. Yeah, those those building costs you're talking about have grown exponentially since COVID hit and the supply chain issues. Tell me about the challenges and opportunities and how you've managed to grow the business through COVID. Well, it has been a real challenge, especially um, especially for owners, because some of these, and, and for us, uh, we have had issues with subcontractors that have essentially almost backed out of projects due to um, increased uh, costs, things that there's no way that they could have assumed. We had, uh, for at least one year over the last couple of years, double-digit uh, costs, and it's uh, one thing for the inflation rate in America uh, on the average to be 8%, but uh, you're dealing with additional forces when you're, when you're talking about building materials. Uh, part of COVID also was that the factories didn't have people, couldn't have people and because of kind of the shutdown. So uh, materials became scarce and thus they when material is scarce or the duration to get that material is uh, increased, 
so does the cost increase. That's the way markets work, obviously. And uh, construction is definitely that way. So there's a lot of commodities involved. Um, what we would say like, you know, gravel for concrete. And even things like plywood or drywall are looked at as essentially commodities. They don't have a, a great deal of fabrication publications to them. Um, those ebb and flow. When you're talking about other things, things that have computer chips that we build and things that are, uh, you know, HVAC units and electrical switch gear and all these kind of things, there's still increases happening in, in those products. And um, it's because, frankly, the factories, the labor participation rate is is lower than it has been. We don't have as many people in the factories. Um, and we see that the durations for these things are still much larger than they used to be. And so we're not quite back to where we were by any means. I'm sure the human commodity component, meaning semi-drivers, which was some of the biggest problems in terms of the backup at our ports here in LA, you've got haul routes, you've got, you know, you've got people delivering lumber, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I can only imagine the headaches that you had to go through. And, and I'll add the, the cost of those deliveries uh, continues to go up in California because we, as a state, are trying to be as green as possible. And that means that we're forcing the retirement of older semi-trucks uh, for ones that are uh, to a greater level of uh, efficiency and in, in uh, reduction of emissions. And so those costs are born uh, in the construction projects and eventually uh, by all of us. I know it's an aside, but I'm hopeful that the advancements in electric semis will happen. They're not happening as fast as we were told they were going to happen. But if you remove diesel semis from the equation in terms of the environment, that's an incredible advancement. Uh, both safety and air and all that kind of stuff. And oh, yeah. one would hope it would lower your costs. I mean, fuel costs. Oh, eventually, yes. Yeah, I got you. When you're driving all around the uh, highways and byways around LA, I mean, there are semis everywhere delivering. It's a bustling metropolis, of course. And uh, I've read some studies just recently about how some of these electric semis that are out there um, you know, they're allowed, they're able to do their work and make their deliveries during the day. They obviously got to charge them up. And as long as the electrical grid keeps getting upgraded, uh, then there's a potential for that to all to work. Yeah. Again, that, that has to become a national conversation. California, you know, we're about as committed to a power grid and alternative energy as any place in the country, but, um, not, not 50 States. It's not there yet. <laughs> not, yeah. What, what sort of companies do you work best with? Is there any particular niche of company that is in the middle of the plate for you? Well, we like companies that have money. Uh, for <laughs> hey. uh, But, um, you know, our niche is um, most of our work is done in the multifamily apartment buildings, usually in the 140 and above range. So these are typically not being built uh, in a residential neighborhood like I live in. Uh, they're being built in areas that are zoned for, for that. Uh, we also build hotels. Uh, we've, in the recent years, built a 600-plus key hotel over in Anaheim, the Westin. 
uh, which turned out beautiful. And we've uh, built a couple other hotels here recently as well in the area. Um, another market that we do is industrial buildings. And in the past, uh, KCS West and Kojima have built literally millions of square feet of Amazon type warehouses. Of course, Amazon wasn't really big back, you know, two decades ago, but now of course they're ubiquitous. And then the other, uh, market we do is called, um, post-production work and studio work. So these range from small bedroom size suites that are highly acoustically insulated, um, to, uh, you know, full soundstage studios, uh, like you might've seen on TV and documentaries and such. So, um, anything in, in between yeah, in those kind of high end building fit outs. Excellent. What differentiates you from your competition? What makes KCS West stand out? Well, you 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 mentioned it. Uh, our longevity is something that um, owners and financial institutions are uh, very interested in. Uh, general contractors, you know, we're basically all crooks. So <laughs> it's a question of: uh, Are we? Uh, have you been around long enough? where you're, you're not basically being chased down the road by, you know, bankruptcy, or are you, um, you know, financially stable, uh, to have stuck around for a good long time. And, you know, our company, as I mentioned about, you know, the yearly revenue is gigantic. It's, uh, and that's our parent company. Well, what that does for us is that's like a giant bank vault so to speak behind us so that when we're talking to an owner we we can tell them you know what if you needed a bond for this project i can get that for you and in the project that we were going after not too long ago uh it required uh a one and a half uh billion dollar bond so we're at least to say that you could get that that was part of the um pre-qualification for it so I was like scared about that. That was a pretty big number. And uh, I contacted the right people and said, oh, yeah, no problem. So we got a letter back from the bonding company saying, uh, you know, your, your credit is good, basically. So that was uh, when you have that kind of backup behind you, it does give you some, uh, you know, it kind of bucks you up a little bit. So that's something that matters a lot to banks and uh you know other you know uh, sovereign funds and labor union funds that invest in in real estate they love to hear that we're part of it because we have that big financial back yeah i i would think three commas of backup would make people a little more comfortable in those conversations yeah <laughs> It's 2023, and we have to tell our story across channels now. What what role has content played in the growth of KCS West? So, yes, uh, we are always trying to expose our brand to potential clients. Um, and we're always fostering and curating that. We attend many shows uh, where we are uh, meeting with these potential clients. I myself uh, have uh, presented at various conferences uh, where I can further elevate our uh, uh, friend, I guess, out there. 
Um, we are always trying to create a perception and hopefully reality that we are at equity with, uh, with other competitors for innovation and capabilities. And so we do that in various ways. We uh, produce uh, and have produced in the past short video. Uh, we have, we post in various uh, LinkedIn type uh, sites to uh, hopefully uh, increase our, the knowledge of uh, owner client, potential, potential owner clients out there. And then, uh, you know, hopefully we can get a meeting and getting that meeting is the, the next for, next step for us. Excellent. All right. Look ahead a year. What what are some things you'd like to be celebrating personally and professionally? Well, uh, I would like for our company to get on a track of double digit revenue growth uh, every year, and that's very possible. Uh, in fact, it could be if 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 things land well, you can have. We, we always are trying to have several uh, what we call anchor projects still in law that are large projects. These are like, you know, nine figure type projects, hundred million and above. And we have a number of feelers out on those. We put, produce budgets for owners in a number of places. Um, and, you know, those could, we can get three or four of those to hit all at once. Um, and that would be a phenomenal problem to have. But hopefully uh, we are on a growth trend. Our profits are growing. Uh, believe it or not, a, uh, a high net profit, net, net, net profit for a general contractor is less than 2% of total revenue. Well, but the numbers that we're talking about are massive. Well, that's based on uh, yeah. the revenue uh, sure. of all these projects. So, And of course... A hundred million dollar project takes anywhere from two years to two and a half years to build normally. So you take that hundred million and you spread it out, it comes to say five million a year, although it's not a straight line average. But um, you have to have a number of those to really be of size. And um, you know, when you're talking about billion dollar general contractors, there are quite a few out there, believe it or not. Um, and we're always striving to take away as much market share from that as possible. I certainly see a number of cranes downtown in LA every time I drive by these days. So yeah, those, those high rises are all, uh, nine, 10 plus figure. Uh, oh yes. Yes. Projects, uh, I assume. For sure. And personally, what would you like to be celebrating personally? Huh? Well, um, when you have six children as, uh, most people do, uh, it is, uh, you're always hoping for them to, you're always trying to set a high bar for them to grow to, uh, you're trying to create, um, as much potential energy in them and then have them execute that towards goals. We, um, we're doing okay with our, with our children. We've had some great achievement with our, we have three that are out now and, uh, in college and uh, one at the Naval Academy in Maryland, uh, one in London, and one at UC Davis, my alma mater, and my wife's alma mater. And we still have three at home, and uh, we still have to keep working to uh, push them through and uh, get them on their lives to the where they're, you know, living on their own and and excelling. And so that 
that's really why we were doing this is just to create that opportunity, greater opportunity for them. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, please tell us what your URL is, where people can find KCS West and what social media channels you're using these days. Well, uh, our uh, website is KCS. That's Kilo Charlie Sam West, as in the direction, dot com. Uh, you can find us primarily on LinkedIn, and though we are working at uh, increasing our presence on other channels, uh, we are trying to post as much as we can about what we're doing. And that might be uh, erection of a brand new tower crane at a job site or a uh, big concrete pour or topping off of a building uh, or winning a project. Hopefully we win several in the near future. Excellent. Paul Kristen, thank you for spending some time with us on Business Ninjas. I, I appreciate you. Uh, all the best to you and yours, to all of yours, and to KCS West in the future. Thank you very much, Ed. My pleasure. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.